are back. Welcome to Learning Back and UFC Away Days. Um, it's great to have you on live tonight as we preview um, the massive game, Newcastle United against Fulham. Uh, sorry, me and Chris are just having a, our uh, weekly, uh, weekly little giggle in the background uh, as we come on to the air. But Chris, how are you, my man? How's things? All good, mate. Yeah, really good. Um, really, really looking forward to the game on Sunday. I think, um, well, we, we were talking pre-show, weren't we, about the mm. you know the league table and Fulham having a fantastic season. So to have uh, Emilio on tonight is fantastic. And I think it'll be quite uh, quite a joyous uh, show because we're, we're both feeling really happy with where our clubs are at the minute. And yeah, promises to be a great match. So yeah, really looking forward to it. Definitely. And, and look, Oliver, I wasn't looking for the brandy bottle. It is always right next to me keeping me warm. So don't worry about that. Uh, but so many in the chat already. Jordy Toon for Life, welcome. Uh, Lisa, um, our uh, Mardis in the chat, welcome tonight. Um, uh, Les Stapleton, uh, how you doing? Would I eat there? Great stuff to have you in the chat again. Craig Lee, uh, Jules, welcome Jules. Um, Carl Segi, welcome back. Not seen for a while, hope you're well. Um, and obviously Oliver, Foxy, um, John, there's... Others, so many others I, I could talk about and, and so many others that will come and join us in a second as well. And look, uh, you know, before we start, we have to say massive thanks to everyone that's shown their love um, for Loaded 5K. Uh, we made it. We made that 5K um, on the show with Keith Downey uh, from Sky Sports on a Wednesday night. So thank you for all your support. And look, it doesn't stop there, guys. Click that like right now for the show. Click that subscribe. Come and join the Lodi family. We're going to keep trying to build and give as much great content as we possibly can to all Newcastle United fans. Um, and, of course, that old banner coming up. Chris, <laughs> couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to get it in there. I love it. I love it, fellow. But um, look, we, all, we all massively appreciate um, all the support that we've, that we've been given. But, of course, this is away days, and we cannot possibly do an away days without having the opposition's view, and I'm absolutely, myself and Chris are delighted to welcome back Emilio from uh, Cottage Talk. Um, obviously, I know Emilio from um, the Talk Man as well. Um, pleasure to have him in, and we'll get him in right now. Good evening, Emilio. I think you're on mute. Good evening, guys. Good evening, Chris, Pete. Great to be back on the show. Like I said, do press the like, subscribe to the channel. This is a great channel, great channel, guys. Please do subscribe. Okay. You know, neutrals, you know, just it's it's all good fun, good banter. And, you know, subscribe to mine as well, College Talk, Teddy, Din Teddy Nello. Please do do follow us all. Uh, what a season we're both having, right? <laughs> Where do we start? Where do we I start? tell you what. This is this is just a dream for both clubs right now. And look, we're gonna get. I'll get into it right right now because um, you put um, a, a nice picture in the chat last night because you you were playing. You, you were um, at Craven Cottage against Chelsea, um, a derby, a London derby, might I add. And you put this on just to just to kind of just rub it in a little bit to those Chelsea fans. Uh, you were there at the game, two one. It was. Um, uh, a fantastic victory for, for Fulham um, and look I have to say you know you guys must be on absolute cloud nine right now um, I'll I, I put it up on the screen top six Fulham top six newly promoted Fulham in the top six of the Premier League going into this uh, next round of fixtures just come on talk to us let us know how you're feeling from a Fulham perspective <laughs> 
where do you start to be honest with you you know survival is always the name of the game i think when you know and look half a season 19 games we've played and only one team has outbattered us and outpulled and that was you guys when we, i remember doing the show with you when yeah. you know we played your craven club we had obviously a play sent off after five or six minutes essentially game over but that sort of triggered your consistency your unbeaten run winning winning run at the time and that prompted you on to go into that excellent run to see where you are now and you're the only team out of, out of the 19 games we played where we've been outfought, outbattled and deserved to lose. The other 18 games, we've either won, been in them or maybe, maybe you know, just marginally the weaker team of the two. But we haven't been outclassed or outbattled by any other team. So that's a credit to you guys, right? Yeah. You know, but last, yeah, I was there last night. Expectations are high. Since when Fulham got a, the nerve and arrogance to believe that we could actually beat Chelsea. You know, our home record or our record against Chelsea in the Premier League over the last 20 years has been awful. I think I've only seen them win once. That was in 2006. Um, and other than that, we've got a few draws at home, a few draws away, but you know we've just struggled to, to get any any winning any win any wins against them. But this was our best chance. And to be honest, you know I don't think it was a shock to see that we actually won. But it's a frustration I find, and you know we never get any credit. You know again, you guys obviously give us a lot of cre- you know a lot of credit. You know in, in the other pod, 12th Man podcast, Dan and the team always give us a lot of recognition. But the general media, it's always Chelsea didn't do this. Liverpool weren't good enough on the day. Where's the credit for small, a small club like ourselves? We never get any credit. It's always someone else's fault, or we've either won or lost. So it's, it's, it's our fault that 19 games in, we're sixth. <laughs> it really frustrates me. I just don't find we get enough credit from the media. But aside from that, we're in cloud cuckoo land at the moment. We just feel, how long can this last for? We've got tough games coming up. Sunday's game is going to be a tough one. You know, we've, you know, plays looked a little bit tired and jaded at times yesterday. We've, we weren't at our best, yet we still managed to beat a Champions League winning team from 18 months ago. And, you know, their goalkeeper is worth more than the collective transfer fees of all our players on the pitch yesterday. Yet we still beat them, not playing at our best. We've played better this season and lost. So, look, we're six. Let's get some more signings in January. Let's push on. Let's get a, maybe a little bit of a cup run. Yeah, I'd like to see a cup run. And that we, we seem to be somewhat secure from a survival perspective. That was always the name of the game. Stay in the Premier League and push on. I'm yeah. happy where we are. We even if we finish down a few positions, I'll happily take that. It's, it's progress. We've got promoted. Playing a good brand of football. We're all excited. We've got a lo- lo- lot to look forward to. This is, we're not here for one year, two years. We're here for the long haul, guys. So uh, we want to stay in the Premier League. So overall, you know, ecstatic to say the least. And deservedly so, Emilio. It's great to see, um, you know, other teams, you know, you know Knocking off that traditional top six, I think Lisa put it in the chat. She said it's great to have um, other teams knocking off uh, and, and knocking away the, the, the mm. that traditional top six and and causing a, an upset. We did it earlier on in the season. You're doing it now. You know, Brighton aren't too far behind mm. as well at, the, at this moment in time, and it's great to see. So you fully deserve that. I watched the game last night. You fully deserve that win, even even with eleven against eleven. You were creating chances yeah. after chance. You, it was a little bit risk football yeah, yeah. later. There was a little bit of risk football there. But, you know, without risk, you don't get reward. And, mm. and you got your rewards last night. But, Chris, I wanted to come to you. Because, obviously, from from the perspective of Fulham, um, you know, Fulham having a great season. I don't know if you watched the game last night, but they, they, they were very, very impressive. But the one thing I wanted to come to first, before you tell me about your opinions on Fulham in general, is this, and we talked about this before Emilio came on and before we went on air, um, we put the table on. And then during the conversation, I think I turned around to you and said, 
if Fulham win on Sunday, they're one point behind us in the Premier League. And it seems to be, and I'll let you talk about this, it seems to be they've just kind of snuck up on everybody. But like, look, what's your what's your thoughts on Fulham, Chris? Yeah, do you know what? I'll be honest. They, they kind of snuck up on me as well. Because when you brought the table up, and we were talking about this, Emilio, before you joined, mm-hmm. and when we were looking at the table, people was like, oh, yeah, there'll be a point behind. And I was like, what? So bring the table up. And then we looked and we're like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe Fulham are nine points from safety. It's like, and that's no disrespect, by the way, Emilio. It's just mm-hmm. the fact that it's like, it's incredible. I mean, I still pinch myself now at our league position. And I'm like, bloody hell. You know, we we, yeah, we, yeah. we always felt like we'd have a positive season, don't get me wrong, and, that you know, we weren't going to be flirting with relegation. But we didn't think we'd be doing as well as we are. And exactly the same as yourselves. And yeah. obviously, you know, with me being from Liverpool, um, you, you know, I <laughs> I have a lot of uh, Everton, friend, Everton friends. <laughs> um, and, you know, they probably have a completely different opinion on Marco Silva than what you do. Um, ah, but yeah. Marco, Marco Silva, what a job he's done. What a job he's done with Fulham. <clears throat> and do you know what was equally impressive? I did watch the game last night. And what was equally impressive about last night was the fact that you did what you did without your, 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 yeah. you know, your main number nine, without the main man who's been you know scoring lots and lots of goals this season. Um, I must admit, Emilio, when when um, Mitrovic got... A, is it his fifth booking? I think it was yeah. his fifth yeah. booking, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. We were all saying, oh, he's going to miss a Newcastle game. He's going to miss a Newcastle yeah. game. Not knowing that there was a rescheduled game. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, no, he's... <laughs> it's not going to miss that game. Um, we love me. We we do all love Mitro um, here in Newcastle, and obviously we're, we're sad it didn't work out for him. But um, he seems to have really hit the ground running at Fulham mm-hmm. and found a new home. And um, you know, aside without Mitrovic in, um, I would like to play aside without Mitrovic in, and I'm sure mm-hmm. he's going to be pumped for the game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the overall. Fulham is doing absolutely fantastic. Lots of players that, you know, I'd like to talk about uh, in, in the Fulham team because, you know, there's been some really, really impressive performances this season. But, yeah, just to say, I, I think I think they've been absolutely brilliant and I'm really, really looking forward to the game on Sunday. Yeah, but I'd also look at the, again, to put aside the game where you batted us in, in October or the other 18, there have been other games where, and I'm grounded and realistic, there'll be, there'll be moments when Man United at home, you know, we, we lost with the last kick of the game and we batted them second yeah, off. Yeah. Without Mitrovic, if you played, we would have won that game. So there's a point drop there. There was another game before that we Man City away. We dropped a point, 95th minute penalty. Then Mitrovic missed a penalty against Wolves in beginning the season. That would have been three. So I'm I'm not clutching the straws here, but the the points here, the points there, we should actually be higher. And all the games we have lost, we've lost marginally, but maybe deservedly so. But there'll be moments those draws, you know, those defeats against Man City and. Um, and Man United, we lost two points. Liverpool at the beginning of the season, I think we batted them the first game of the season, but two yeah. all broadly yeah. fair, but another yeah. day we would have got three points. So, you know, I look back and saying 31 is a great tally, but we're disappointed we're not more closer to yourself, like 35, 36 points. And probably you've got the same instance where you've dropped points late on or maybe you should have won rather than drawing some of those games early in the season and maybe re- feel that maybe you should have five points more on the board. But I'm being realistic. There's not many points that we've nicked but we've lost points in mm. crucial moments, which suggests the minimum we should have is 31. But realistically, I'm disappointed we've not got 34, 35, to be honest. So, Do you um... know what, Emilio? That's a, that's a fun... <clears throat> oh. 
We lost him just in mid-flow. We <laughs> lost him. No doubt he'll come back to us. But um, I'm sure Emilio, he will tell us what he, what he was about to say um, <laughs> when he comes back. But <clears throat> it is it is a fantastic rise uh, from Fulham. Mm-hmm. Newly promoted and, and really kind of kicking on, um, uh, you know, in this season and, and doing the biz. So fair play uh, to you guys. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. But look, um, you know, Marco Silva has done a great job mm. and very much so you have the, you did it last night um, and got the results without this man, Mitro. He is back. You know, what is he going to give you that Vinicius um, uh, kind of didn't really? Because Vinicius is, um, you know, he scored the goal. Uh, and and someone's actually put that in the chat. It's, um, you know, it's, it's going to be really, really interesting because... Um, he did score the goal that ended up winning you guys the game. And and Foxy, I'll just put it on one second, Chris. Um, but brilliant goal from Vinicius gives Silver a good headache now with Mitrovic returning. I mean, is it really a headache? Would it just be a straight swap back? Or you know, yeah. what what's your what's your opinion on that? I think I think it will be a straight swap. And it was, that was Vinicius's best game for us this season. Um, you know, I, to be honest, I I was questioning whether he should actually have started yesterday. You know, you know, you know my view was actually that Chelsea defence is not the fastest, as we know. They're sluggish, they're slow, and they're very lethargic. And quite so I thought getting somebody... I know Dan James, not technically the best person in the world, but he's blessed with pace. And I just maybe I was expecting maybe Silver just to mix things up a bit, put someone like Dan James in that, in that mid, in behind that Chelsea defence and stretch them, get penalties, get some free kicks, just with his pace and upset them. But... Give his, the manager stuck with Vinicius. I mean, he's a he's a permanent signing, so you've got to give him the chance. Otherwise, his confidence would have been shot to pieces. And you know, he had a speculative shot in the first half, which went just wide of the post. He was winning balls. He was getting stuck in. And in that second half, to be honest, he didn't really get much service. But the one moment he did get the service, peach of a cross from Pereira, he was in the right place. He did what he had to do. So you can't ask for more than that. You know, he's done his job. But you know, I expect Mitrovic, unless he's picked up a knock in training this week. I'd expect him to be returning back in the starting lineup, and I'm hoping the Newcastle fans will welcome him back. What what's, what reception do you think he's going to get? Then, assuming he's going to get a welcome reception, what do you think? What, um, what do you think, Chris? I mean, he not he normally does, but it's you know it, it, this is probably the biggest game Newcastle and Fulham have, have, have ever had, really, in the Premier League. So, do you think it'll be any different, Chris? Oh, he's on mute now. He's, he's <laughs> one minute he's freezing. Jesus tonight, sorry. <laughs> I'm having a nightmare, aren't I? Apologies, Emilio. I'm normally more, much more professional than this. Everyone in the chat will tell you that as well. But um, no, hopefully, hopefully, uh, my broadband lasts uh, this response. But no, I, I, I hope Mitrovic gets a good response um, because I certainly don't wish him any ill feeling. The only thing that may you know, wasn't a, a harsh response or quite a ferocious response is the fact that, as Pete rightly said, you know, it's a, it's a big game for both teams. Mm. Um, but me personally, I, I wouldn't, you know, give him a bad reception. And I'll be honest, I hope the fan base don't give him a bad reception because Mitrovic is exactly the type of person who will thrive off a bad reception. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope everyone's just very nice. You know, give him a little clap, give him a little cheer. Hey, if they want to break out into Mitro's on fire, that's fine by me. I'd join in. <laughs> Good, good to hear. I think ultimately, look, he's he's a model professional. I think he'll obviously be applauding your fans. You know, I think it's going to be a good, entertaining game. Um, probably an open game to be honest. You're giving Marco Silva a little credit. Look, I question Eddie how when we had the conversation back in October. Do you remember I was I was questioning his you know 
what's a big fuss about? I remember, I actually remember my quote then, but look, look, you know, I have to eat my words here, to be honest. What, you know, look at that. He's taking your clubs to leaps and bounds over the last four months and you deserve to be where you are. And look, he's, you're just getting a lot of, you're getting a lot of attention. And like I said, we're only four points behind, yet we're not necessarily getting as much praise as you guys are. Not, not a criticism. I just feel sometimes the media not really giving us the lack of the respect that we deserve, to be honest. But maybe that's, that, that's to our advantage. We just crack on, play our game, People maybe maybe give maybe disrespecting us at times, and not we're, we're punishing you know teams. What five wins on the bounce? That's pretty impressive. Well, yeah, it, it's it certainly worked. Cause I think there's there's a number of teams that probably haven't realised your rise until they may have checked the table uh, <laughs> last night, and certainly today uh, it was the case for us. That's for sure. So um, is that necessarily a bad thing? I don't think so. You keep cracking on and, and do what you're doing and then see where you end up, say, February, March time. So um, it's all to play for. That is for sure. But look, um, I want to talk about just a few players for um, for kind of, you know, from Fulham's perspective. One of the players didn't play in the, in the reverse fixture at Craven Cottage and is a player that I admire quite a lot. Um, and I'll be honest, I'd like him in our Newcastle team. And it's Palinia. I watched him really closely um, last night. Again, another very, very good performance. Um, he is a super talent and, and a super player. Uh, you must be really, really chuffed that you've got him um, in your midfield. Absolutely. You know, he was, again, he was suspended at the uh, for that game back in October. And we thought that was going to be a big blow. And not Marcus Silva... You know, give him his dues, doesn't make many mistakes, but he put in a uh, Shalaba who within six minutes got Pompey sent off. So, um, yeah, so he's been outstanding. Yeah, I don't think he was as influential yesterday, uh, Paulinho, in some of the other games. I think the mid sometimes our central midfield got outfought and overrun by the Chelsea. Uh, they were just a little bit more, I think they were just literally more faster than we were. But Paulinho looked a little bit tired and jaded, which is a slight concern because some of our players weren't up to the same. Level of fitness like that we've seen in previous games. So maybe the games are coming in thick and fast, and fitness is going to be key for the next few months. But he's been outstanding. You know, he's probably going to be in many people's, you know, top eleven players in the in the team. Would you question him being in uh, the Premier League top eleven starting eleven lineup now? If you had to pick the starting eleven, he's been outstanding. You know, he's calmed his temper at most. He was picking up a lot of yellow cards in the season, but he's sort of withdrawn from a few fouls in recent times. I've noticed, and just being a little bit more cautious with his. This tackling, but he's key. He's key to us. You know, he keeps things ticking. He protects that back four. He could score goals. He's a threat. He's going to be a future captain at this rate. And if we can, that's if we can keep hold of him. That's going to be the key thing. The likes of Liverpool, all that already sniffing after him, they can keep their arms at length, please. You know, we don't want any of those guys coming anywhere near our club. They keep shafting us every time with their purchases and signings and deals. You know. Well, look, Chris, I get your opinions on Palinia because look. I why Why would Fulham sell to a rival is my question um, because Liverpool are a rival right now with, with, with regards to Fulham and, and Palinia. Um, I don't know if you see much of Palinia. Um, like I say, he was didn't play in, in the return game at Craven Cottage but he, in my perspective, in my opinion, he looks a, a top, top player and it should be an interesting battle on Sunday. 
Yeah, well, I mean, uh, me, uh, the way Emilio was describing him there, it kind of reminded me of like Bruno. He's like our equivalent of Bruno, you know, someone who keeps the play ticking over, protects the defence, and is just a, a fantastic talent. And yeah, since he's come into Fulham, I haven't seen all that much of him, but from the bits that I have seen of him, you know, on highlights and match of the day and stuff like that, he, he's always looked pretty impressive. Um, I think... I suppose the I suppose the question is, and again, you'd like to tell me if I'm wrong here, but players now, you know, at the likes of Brighton, the likes of Fulham, the likes of Newcastle, you know, if they if they do get that bit, you know, that big offer of going to Liverpool or Man United or Arsenal, are they kind of taking a risk in the sense that, you know, they're not guaranteed first team football? And who's to say in the next two, three, four, five years that things don't turn on their head? Because I've said it a lot this season already, especially to me Liverpool friends, you know, the fact that Liverpool are still up there, they're scraping results, but they don't look the same team. They don't they don't look the same team. Man United don't, Tottenham don't. Arsenal are absolutely flying at the minute and, you know, good luck to them. Um, City have got talent throughout the squad, but Chelsea as well, you know, they, they, don't, they don't look the same. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, is it... it Will these players be thinking, you know, I've got guaranteed first team football here. I'm getting, you know, lots of praise, lots of attention. And if they go and join, you know, a, a Liverpool or a Chelsea or someone like that, they could end up being a bit like, you know, another Danny Drinkwater who comes in for a massive, huge price. And then the manager, the new manager, if they sack their original manager, doesn't like them. They end up sitting on the bench and then they just fade away. And it, I don't know. I mean, obviously, they can they can offer big wages. I appreciate that. But so, so a lot of players nowadays, I think, they just want to be playing football. They just want to, you know, you know, get the names in the papers, get the names in the headlines. And I don't know whether now, based on the league and you know, players thinking about the you know future careers, will they be looking and thinking, is is it such a good move? Is the grass greener? Yeah, great point. Yeah, Very much so. Yeah. Um, we sold, you know, look at, um, you know, um, Cavallo, you know, we sold him, you know, Liverpool, he did want to sign an extension last season, you know, he, he was determined to leave the club, there was at this time last year, Liverpool put an offer, we towed it down, we let, we, that carried over into into, into Jude, as soon as the season finished, bang, he went off to Liverpool, look, Liverpool are struggling, yet he's still struggling to find any, any form or to get into that starting 11 team, so again, look, he wanted to play for a bigger club, they're below us, He's not getting game time. So, he obviously, you know, clearly as a player, 19, 20-year-old player, you know, he said, I agree with you. Uh, you know, he's gone to a bigger club, not getting the game time. So what do you want as a player? Do you want the money? Do you want the game time? Clearly, you want to make a difference. And he's not making that difference in a, in a Liverpool side that's clearly a shadow of their of their former self. So, um, yeah, <laughs> would have stayed at Fulham and would have probably thrived in this division, playing week in, week out, making a difference for us. But look, going to a big, so-called bigger club and... Yeah, he's disappeared off the face of the earth, to be honest. So it's not disappointed. Well, anywhere near us anymore. He decided to want to leave. There is speculation, and we were trying to get him back on loan, but why would we want him? You don't want to be there. I'd rather you stay away. You've made your choice. Yes. Good luck, mate. Yeah. He, I was going to say, don't talk about Carvalho for the rest. The only thing he's done this season is go back anywhere. The only thing he's done in the 90s. 98, it felt like the 120th minute <laughs> extra time the referee paid. But look, um, yeah, it, it is what it is. But yeah, that's literally and the only thing he's done this season. Just just to add as well, uh, Pete and Emilio, you know, what, what message has been sent by Klopp to the likes of Carvalho mm -hmm. where he's gone and signed Gakpo? 
So yeah. th- th- his, yeah. his options are even more limited. So what? How's he going to get in that team? And eventually, you know, he's he's going to one, two, maybe three years pass, yeah. and he's going to be going. I want to play football. Or what if Klopp moves on and the new manager comes in and goes, no, I don't like him. Exactly, exactly. And it's wasted talent there because, again, a yeah. team, a more of a mid-table team, so to speak. You know, Liverpool are mid-table at the moment. I don't mind advertising that. There's any Liverpool fans listening on tonight. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a, you know, that, that at time, why leave a club promoted? He was an influential player last season. He would have thrived with us. But, look, we haven't missed him. And that's the key thing, you know. He's made his choice and, you know, I don't want him anywhere near the club anymore. Thank you very much. Don't blame you. No, don't blame him at all. Um, <laughs> this is brilliant from Michael, but what I was watching the reaction show, wondering where you guys were. <laughs> Definitely in the wrong, in, in the wrong, um, on the wrong video. Uh, we are live right now, Michael. <laughs> don't worry about that. And Daz came back, classic Daz. Did we win? Uh, <laughs> if it's the Arsenal one, then we took a point, but it felt like a win. All the others, possibly. Um, so yeah, that was a. That was a good one in the chat, that's for sure. Um, question. Uh, I'll fly a question um, at you, and it's from Lisa, um, for Amelia. What position does he hope Fulham think they will end the season on, and what position would exceed your expectation? Question from Lisa. Um, good question, Lisa. It depends what context we look at. If I look at it from the beginning of the season... As long as we survived, that was my objective. So that's that hasn't changed. I still want survival. Clearly, we're not many points away from that happening. But if we look at it where we are now, where do I think we realistically finish? I think mid, I think probably mid table. I worry that maybe if we don't strengthen in a key areas in January this month, we might slightly fade away. You know, we've got games are coming in thick and fast. Obviously, the FA Cup. I know some of you guys say you don't want to mention the FA Cup, but uh, you know, as far as I'm <laughs> I'd like to see us maybe push for a bit of a cup run. You know, some of the games have gone a while away. Premier League teams playing each other, knocking one, knocking one another out. There's a chance there. So now that we've got good points on the board, I'd rather we continue to focus on both, continue to pick up points in the league, but yeah. give the yeah. FA Cup the the, um, the 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 focus it deserves. So I think there's a there's a potential opportunity. We've got Sunderland at home in the next round, winnable. Who knows after that if we get like in a favourable draw? So my I think mid table. I'd be happy with mid table. Anything higher than that, I think, is a bonus, realistically. Mm. Fair play. Fair play. What a what a what a lovely position to be in, Emilio, as well. The fact that, you know, we're in we're in mid-January and you know you're sitting, as I say, nine points away from safety mm. and you're thinking, Do you know what? A couple wouldn't be bad because now you've got that safety net. So, you know, exactly. you can go and exactly. go and dream for the for the FA Cup, which is exactly what we're doing with the Carabao Cup. Yeah, exactly. I'm just seeing someone paying the my team in Italy, Napoli, are also beating our rivals Juventus. So look, Napoli top of the Italian league, Fulham top six. What more can I want as being a, a football fan? But so uh, yeah, keep me posted, guys. What, the, what, how Napoli are doing, please? I'm sure we will. We've got a very well-rounded um, footballing. Uh, f- football following, um, following, should we say, uh, from the loaded chat. Uh, they love all types of football um, as well as Newcastle United. So, no doubt they'll be watching that game as well. And um, yes, just to um, just to 
calm all the the joys um, down a little bit. Mark tried to have us all on by saying Grand Kowal just scored a wonder goal for his new team. What a goal. He is, in fact, on the bench. Uh, so he's not playing at the moment. It is still nil-nil. Uh, so he's tried to have his own. Good try, Mark. But I think a few of the chat um, were, were quite wise to it and managed to get in there very, very quickly. And um, Get your questions in for Emilio. Um, I, I've just seen a few flying in um, as well. So please do get your questions in for Emilio and we'll continue to um, fire them at um, Emilio as we go along. But look, just before we get on to the game, we talk players, tactics, various other things. What I wanted to do is, I just wanted to ask you about just one other player here. And uh, he had another good game last night against his old club, and that's William. Um, you know, it seems like he's having a little bit of an Indian summer, <laughs> should we say, uh, at Fulham. He, he, uh, he left Chelsea, went to Arsenal. He looked like a player that was just kind of seeing out his days at Arsenal. He was really, really poor. And then left. I actually don't know even know where he went to after that. But he, I think he bounced around one or two teams. And then he's found himself at, at Fulham by chance. I think he was just trading with you guys. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden signed. He looks like he's back to his best. He looks fit. He looks hungry. He looks determined. You know, from a Fulham perspective, what, 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 are, your, what are your thoughts watching him week in, week out? impressive to be honest with you i was one of his probably his biggest critics and you know, I, I sort of criticized the board at the time thinking is that you know, is that the best we can do you know i think we should be aspiring to get more younger players but in hindsight now nothing to lose a one-year deal he did a bit of training with us pre-season like you mentioned and obviously showed enough qualities there to warrant a contract and he's getting better and better each game he tied the last 20 minutes yesterday but first half him and robinson on the left were linking up particularly well looking a threat but when he gets a ball, you feel something's going to happen on the left-hand side there. You've got Pereira on the right. You've got William on the left. They're both looking very dangerous. And the link-up play is good. He's, he's quick. He's hungry. He's always looking towards goal. And that's what I like about him. He doesn't want to walk the ball in the net. He's not afraid to shoot. And, you know, he's, he's look, you know, he was determined yesterday. He, had, he only had one thing on his mind. He shot. OK, they got a deflection and went in the back of the net. But that all goes with experience and quality. And he's actually just moulded into this team particularly well. It remains to be seen that whether he can play twice a week you know, as the game is coming thick and fast. I think he will start. In, I think he potentially could start on um, on Sunday, but he did tie the last twenty minutes. I think maybe don't be surprised if um, he might be put on the bench more tactically because then we've got Tottenham away Monday week or Tottenham at home Monday week, so another tough game. So, like I said, games are coming thick for everybody concerned. But he's, you know, he's he's a lot of Fulham fans weren't expecting much out of him, and I think we've all been pleasantly surprised. So yeah, keep it going. Uh, William, winning a lot of respect from the Fulham fans. They give him his credit that he didn't celebrate yesterday when he scored the goal. So kudos to him there as well. But um, he's looking a threat when he's got the ball. You think something's going to happen? Definitely. Chris, thoughts on William? I mean, William, William's a top player, isn't he? I, I'll be honest. Uh, he, he he went to Arsenal, didn't he? And he didn't didn't really work out for him. And then Fulham signed him, and I was thinking, is this is is he just going there for the you know one last pay packet kind of thing? And I was I was a bit bemused when they'd signed him, but yeah, he, he had a good game yesterday and seemed like he was back to his usual self. I suppose now, um, as I'm sure you'll agree, Amelia, it's just about making sure he's consistent and stay yeah. fit and keep you know grinding out those performances. But I tell you what, if you if if you can keep him fit and uh, he's still got that hunger and desire, it's one hell of a player. Yeah, he brings that experience and quality, and you know. You know, yeah. he's you know the, on the left hand side. Robinson, I've seen a lot of positive comments from the, the fans on the show tonight about 
Anthony Robinson, who unfortunately will be suspended on Sunday. I'm not sure when this rule, when those five yellow cards get revoked. I thought that automatically kicked in, but I'm not too sure. It's the halfway stage of the season. It's the halfway stage of the season. So I think, um, yeah, so it's it's 19 games. It's on 19 games. But I think because you've... I don't think it counts for you guys because the rest of the teams haven't played the 19 games. So I think it's like that accumulation. So I think it might... As Chris said this weekend, but I think you've just missed. He just missed um, the cup. Shame, shame, because he's had he's had a good season and he had his critics last year in the championship. You know, inconsistent, but he's he's picked up form. I think in the World Cup for the USA, he looked good. He looked solid. You know, in, at the World World Cup stage, and you know he's going to be a good talent. You know, he's a player again, young, hungry, got pace. He's only going to get better, hopefully. So again, we, these are, these are the sort of players we need to retain. Why would he want to leave the club? You know, he's doing well here at the moment. Stay where you are. Push on for the future. I would agree. Um, uh, uh, Antoine Robinson was a player that we were linked with when when he was at uh, Wigan. And uh, I think it was Wigan. Is that right? Wigan? Yeah, Wigan. Yeah. 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 And we were were interested in him. And he has has done really well for fun. He he looks like a, um, a, a good player. So... I'm, I've got to be honest, I'm pleased. And, and the reason why I'm pleased is because the likelihood of um, this man playing, Kazawa, will be music to Miggy Almiron's ears. Because I remember, uh, I think Kazawa might have played in the in the, in the the first game. And You're right, yeah, he did, yeah. Miggy Almiron tore him to shreds. Yeah, yeah he, and that was his, if I recall, that was his first game in the Premier League. So he looked completely off the pace. Being turned inside out by you know by your players, and he had it was it was all. Then he picked up an injury as well. Then it's just, it, but he's he's had that. I think yeah, he's, been, he's now back from injury. He played, he scored a goal in the cup game last weekend. Um, he'll be an adequate cover. I think he'll be, be he's better position now. He's started to adjust to life in the in the Premier League. So yeah, hopefully you're not going to batter him like you did three or four months ago. And then Mbappe also had a, a mare against you guys four months ago. He's again he's been. Kicked into touch, not even on the not even on the bench these days. So don't be surprised he's going to go off on loan somewhere. He's not in Marco Silva's plans, and he's a player who I thought I had high expectations of. Good player, good rounded player, good coming forward, but defensively totally out of it. It's not very very poor, and not, we haven't seen him what for three months now. Well, uh, Mbabu, uh, ex Newcastle, came through yeah, absolutely, our, yeah. our, our ranks, and actually when. When he signed for you, there was a number of Newcastle fans that were disappointed because um, mm. there was there were there were a few that actually would have called to have him back. Um, so they were disappointed, but yeah, it just doesn't seem to have made it click at Fulham, and um, and it doesn't surprise me that he's, he's he's been out of the squad because he wasn't playing well whenever he got given an opportunity, um, and it just makes you think. You know, we were we were disappointed that Rafa Benitez says let him go because the games that he did play. For Played really well. I think Chelsea game really stood out for us when he played left back. Yeah, uh, uh, and he had a really good game. But yeah, just not not performed um, at all. Uh, so yeah, um, it'll be interesting. But we'll talk about those tactics in a second. But um, anyone for some stats? Mm-hmm.
Evening, lads. Like magic, he appears. Good evening, Keith. Good evening, Keith. Hello, Hello, Staff, Keith. Hello. Good to see you again. Nice to see you again, Emilio. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks. Hope you're well, too. Yeah, good. Thank you very much. Brilliant stuff. Um, look, Keith, always a pleasure um, to have you on um, and join us uh, for Loaded Away Days. Um, what stats have you got for us this week with regards to Fulham? Um, we've just been talking. It's it's a it's going to be a massive game on Sunday. So what what have you got for us uh, this time round? Well, it's an up and down journey. So strap yourselves in, and I'll start with a big shock at the beginning. Um, Newcastle's all time head head record in this fixture is actually slightly weighted towards Fulham. They've played fifty six games. Uh, they've won twenty. They've drawn. 11, but lost 25. Head-to-head in the Premier League, uh, 29 games, both Newcastle and uh, Fulham equal, 12 wins each, and five draws make up this fixture here. Um, Fulham, the 12, win, 12 wins is the most they've managed against any team in the Premier League, which I found surprising, but uh, got a really good record against um, Newcastle, particularly around about Mid 2000s to the late 2010s. Um, Newcastle, though, have scored more goals in this fixture 40 compared to 35 for Fulham. And Newcastle have the better defensive record as well nine clean sheets compared to six for Fulham. Managers head to head here uh, for Eddie Howe. He's managed five, he's won four, and lost one against Fulham. So he's got a good record against Fulham. Marco Silva is uh, won one, drawn one, and lost two against Newcastle. Goalkeepers here: um, Nick Pope has ten clean sheets for Newcastle this season, uh, compared to Burnt Leno's um, four clean sheets for Fulham. Two strong goalkeepers there. Um, moving on to some players here: Callum Wilson, four goals and six against um, Fulham, and Mitrovic. I'm going to talk a little bit about Mitrovic here. Um, Alexandra Mitrovic, I'm sure you've spoken about as well. 11 goals in 15 games for Fulham this season to add to his phenomenal 43 goals in 44, which I believe was a record last year in the championship for Fulham. Um, Mitrovic has also scored in his past three away games in the Premier League for Fulham, and he could set a record and be the first Fulham player to score in four away games in a row if he scores on Sunday. And Mitrovic will become the second ex-Newcastle United player this season after Ivan Toney to score against Newcastle at St. James's if he were to score on Sunday. Um, Newcastle, though, just moving it back for the balance here. Um, Newcastle are unbeaten in 16 Premier League games under Sven Bottleman when he's played. They've won nine and they've drawn seven. I know you're a Sven fan, um, Pete. Um, and this is the longest unbeaten start for any Newcastle United player in the Premier League and in, in the history in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to stop you right there because there is some break. This is the this is the way days, but this is some breaking news transfer related. Oh, oh! Craig Hope has just announced that Newcastle are interested in Wolves midfielder Ruben Neves. Wow! He's monitoring the situation with 18 months left. On his contract. Wow. That is big, big news. So, <laughs> no. just keep saying it flashing. Uh, 
Wow. As said, I'll read it again. It says, Newcastle interesting in Wolves midfielder Ruben Neves and is monitoring the situation with 18 months left on his contract. Wow. Um, we don't normally do this, Emilio, on away days, <laughs> but um, he's I'll a hell of a player. He's a hell of a player. Um, and look, it's not not that we've put a bid in, not that we're not, not that we're guaranteed to sign him, but it's the position that we're looking at. Um, and it's a really, really interesting one. And I'm sure we're going to get down to it in many of the shows coming up. Um, but yeah, Craig Hope has just put that out. Very interesting. So, Keith, I apologise, but we wanted to bring that breaking news um, to you guys. So everyone in the chat was watching. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> please continue. Please continue. I've, I've got a feeling we're going to we might be seeing that a bit more over the next seventeen days. That flashing yeah. icon, that that uh, siren, we might be seeing that a bit more. Hopefully, we do. Hopefully, Newcastle makes some big signings from now until the end of the transfer window. But just um, carrying on again with some Sven stats. Um, Newcastle have conceded um, a goal on average every 166 minutes when Sven Botland's played this season. And that's the best ratio of any Newcastle player to have played about 200 minutes for the club in the Premier League. So that's it's a sensational bit of um, uh, record there for uh, Sven Botman and just saying what a big impact he's had so far. Um, and moving on to some general stats here for both clubs. Um, Newcastle are looking to win three games in a row against Fulham for the first time ever. Um, and they're also looking to do a double over Fulham in the league for the first time going back to the 2007-2008 season, um, which I, I believe was a half-and-half half season where Keegan came in the second half. Um mm -hmm. For the second time, Fulham are winless in their past six Premier League away games against uh, Newcastle at St. James's. They've drawn three and they've lost three in the Premier League since a 1-0 win in May 2009. Fulham did get a, 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 a win at St. James's in the Championship 2016-17 season, though, mm. at St. James's. Um, however, if Newcastle beat Fulham on Sunday... It'll be their first home win against Fulham in about ten years. So going back to 2013, it's been a they've got a brilliant record, ironically, at Craven Cottage, where they've won three in a row. But in the in the actual top flight in the Premier League, they haven't got such a good record against uh, Fulham at St James. It's quite difficult opposition, and that rounds off the stats there. Very good. As always, Keith, I apologise that to interrupt halfway through. Um, hey, but... hey, if somebody signs on the dotted line for Newcastle, you can hit that siren as much as you want. <laughs> good news. But no, look, that siren will be back, I'm, I'm sure, at some point, um, breaking some news about um, one or, or hopefully two or three signings that Newcastle make in this window. But yeah, some interesting news popping out Friday Friday night with regards to Wolves um, and Ruben Neves' um, Newcastle interested in him. Didn't realise he only had 18 months left on his contract. 25 years old, plays the number six, great on the ball. We know what he can do from long distance. Um, you know, he is he the alternative to Tillemans. I'm sure we'll... we'll um, 
I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get into that as well. But great stats as always, Keith. Sorry, Chris. Go on. No, no, mate. All I was going to say was that I know we're going to probably get into Neves separately, but um, it's interesting, isn't it? Like as soon as as soon as you mentioned that, my first thought was, you know, he's he's very much in the Tielemans mould. You know, similar age, not exactly the kind of fast-paced, you know, all-action kind of midfielder that I would expect Eddie Howe to be looking for, but technically absolutely brilliant. And I would put him alongside uh, Tielemans, you know, in the, in the same bracket kind of player. Fantastic eye for a pass. Yeah. And it just, I, I don't know, maybe it's the sceptic in me. It just made me think, have we gone to Leicester and Leicester have been playing hardball and we've gone sound, well, let's go for Neves then. And just to, just to maybe put a bit of a smokescreen up for Leicester. I don't awesome. know. Anybody fancy a couple of Bruno uh, Neves um, stats on the hop? Go for it. On the hop. Um, Do it, mate. 19, 19 goals and 159 games for Wolves. Um, 56 wins as well in those games. Um, and uh, most of them with the right foot as well. 18 out of the 19 with the right foot. Um and crosses 145 crosses. Um, shooting accuracy is about 24% there. Uh, but he, he as well, he's, he grabs a few um, free kicks as well. Three free kicks, seven penalties. Mm. And let's not forget, guys. Before we move, get switch swiftly back to back to um, Newcastle Fulham is that he's in a relegation battle. That's not where a player of his ability wants to be. So is he going to potentially force the move? Um, who knows? Let's wait and see. But that's the news coming out tonight from Craig Hope, a friend of the channel, um, uh, talking all things um, Newcastle United. So anyway, uh, we've got some fantastic stats from Keith. Um, brilliant, brilliant stats as always. Um, and some off the hop as well. This is this is why we love double O Stato because you're just popping stats from all over the place as and when they are acquired. This is why we love you, Keith, on the channel. Um, never ever change. Uh, but look, uh, from our perspective, we're going to look at the game now. And as always, we always like to get the tactics board up. So we're going to. Uh, we're going to have a look at the tactics board um, very quickly. Um, so hopefully you guys can see that on there. Um, I have put that team together uh, with regards to who I think um, will play uh, for Fulham. And that was based on that was based on um, uh, yourself, Emilio. Um, yeah. So, it, does that team look right to you? Yeah, it does. You know, obviously Robinson suspended, <clears throat> so would be a natural success for him there. I've taken Bobby Decker over Reed off here. I, th I think. He looked a little bit tired again yesterday. Harry Wilson's coming back from injury, played played in the World Cup. I will probably put him on the right there, to be honest with you. I think I think we keep Bobby on the on the bench. Mitrovic will start. I think as I mentioned earlier, I don't see him not starting unless he's got a knock and not hundred percent fit. But yes, I still yes. see pretty much the, the shell of the team that played against uh, Chelsea yesterday, and you know from goalkeeper right up to the attack. Leno, I'm going to call him out. He's been superb, bargain buyer of the season, been outstanding. Some of your guys have commented the fact that you know the defense is probably our weakling. That is true. You know, if we look at the we've scored the same goals as each other, but you've you've conceded what 15 plus goals less than us. The, the stats you've just mentioned on your defender there clearly articulates the fact that you know when he plays, you're conceding one every two games, whereas we're on average conceding one and a half goals per game. So that's that's that could be the difference on Sunday, to be honest with you. So if we can keep it tight at the back. 
Palinha hopefully will step up from from yes. I thought he like I said he wasn't his at his best yesterday. He just needs to rest a couple of days, get himself back to this himself, and we will give you problems. We will create chances. The question is whether we can keep the goals out of the net because your defence is miserly at the moment. You've got the best defence in the league by country mile and deservedly so. So that's going to be it's going to be an interesting battle tomorrow because we know we we can create goals. We've got good attacking options. We've got a lot of good attacking options on the bench as well. So it'd be interesting if we can keep it tight. This game could go either way, to be honest. But you know, mm-hmm. but it's uh, you know, I'll take a point. But we'll talk about. I'm sure we'll talk about predictions after. But that that starting lineup for me is what I think Marco Silva will go for on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Interesting, very interesting. Um, so <clears throat> we've had the Fulham perspective now. Um, I do apologise. <laughs> with the Newcastle team. Because... Pete, that's why I was in shock. I was like, oh. <laughs> no. Th- th- oh, is, that's not the... Oh, okay. This is my team. Uh, I, I I was rushing beforehand that I didn't actually um, do it. So th- this is my team for Sunday. Um, I apologise. Um, I'm going to put the question out to you. I'll stop with yourself, Chris. Um, that's my team for Sunday. Mm-hmm. What would you change? Or will you be happy with that team? Um... I've got to be careful. I will say this. Me pers- <laughs> I'll, I'll, put you, I'll put you on the spot here, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely, mate. Um, for me, I don't think Joe starts. I really don't. I think um, I think everyone's gone a little bit overboard on it. If I'm honest, um, you know, people do make mistakes, and I'm not condoning for one second what he did. I think it's you know totally irresponsible. It's it's not professional. It's uh, highlighting things to the club that. Yeah, sorry, it's putting the club in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons, and all the all the press has been so positive, and everything around Newcastle is positive. So I know Eddie Howe and the the owners and everybody will probably be really disappointed in Joe behind the scenes. And for me, I think um, I think Joe Linton will be dropped for this game. And um, that's not to say that he won't be you know brought back in at some point, but I think this is a perfect game because Come last in. game, no. <laughs> I, I think, and I'm pretty sure, Pete, Joe Linton started left wing in the last game against Leicester. And I think it's a perfect opportunity to get Alan St. Maxman back on the team and say, right, here's your opportunity. You've been waiting for it. You start left wing. Um, I think um, Bruno will be in the holding position. I think Longstaff will be on the left. And I think Willock will be on the right. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. So... Uh, Willick yeah, Willock and Willock and Bruno the other way around, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That that, but other than that, Pete, absolutely that team. I just don't think it's a. I personally just don't think it's a good idea to start Joe Linton because again, I think everybody will have the knives out and everybody will be gunning for us if we start Joe Linton. I mean, look, look at um, totally different scenario, I know, but look at the way West Ham dealt with Kurt Zuma, which I thought was uh, totally wrong as well, mm-hmm. being honest. Um, I, I think Joe Linton should be left out um, and then maybe, you know, reassess the situation the following game. But yeah, for this one game, I, I think Joe Linton should go out. Whether he will or not, I'll get behind him, obviously, but um, I, I think he should be left out. Keith, what are your thoughts with regards to Newcastle? Um, do, do you agree with, with, with what Chris is saying with regards to Joe Linton and ASM or would you put Joe Linton in and have ASM on the bench as has been in previous games? Well, Eddie's 50-50, isn't he? He's mm. not too sure, Eddie, and it's going to be interesting. He's playing his cards close to his chest on that one. Um, I'm more in line with what Chris is thinking, really, uh, because I think it all if Joe Linton starts, it's going to 
the pressure is going to be magnified on him. You know, like any misplaced passes or anything or any mistakes or anything. I think I do think, you know, it's probably better when he comes back in that he is back at home rather than away because I think some, he could get a lot of stick away but from home. But I think really, I Great think point, he, probably needs, he probably needs to come out for a bit, you know, um, and probably ASM has been chopping it a bit for a chance. Why not stick ASM in? If he's, ASM's been getting his fitness back in, put him back in. Get, this is the game for him now. At home, St. James's Park, prove your point to ASM. Mm. No, I think just to just point. to jump in, Pete, um, on what Keith's just said. Um, the only thing I'd say, Keith, and again, I might be wrong, you know, you, you were saying that Eddie hasn't made his mind up, he's 50-50. I think Eddie knows exactly what he's going to do. But Eddie Howe being Eddie Howe, this is, a, this is an opportunity, yeah, this is an opportunity for him to not let anything away. I think Eddie Howe's already made the decision. What I found interesting as well is Craig Hope said, following the press conference, that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Eddie Howe has had a discussion with the owners about what should be done over Joe Linton. So, for me, a lot of discussions been had, and I think I think Joe Linton will be aware as well of what's happening to my, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm inclined to agree, um, but it's whether he deems it um, that the internal fine and and the internal punishment in the club is enough to yeah. um, to kind of suffice, and and that it doesn't need to be taken out onto punishment on the pitch. Um mm. that's where that's where the that's where the 50-50 I imagine from yeah. Keith from your perspective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in mm. terms of where in terms of where we're at with regards to Eddie Howe. But look, regardless of that, whether it's ASM or Joe Linton, it's still a strong team, a very strong team in fact, and it'll be very, very interesting. What I want to get your thoughts on, Amelia, because I know you've got to shoot very soon, is just very quickly, where do you think Fulham can win the game? against Newcastle at St. James's Park. Where are your strengths? Where do you think you, you can get that victory? Um I think I think set pieces I think is going to be key for us. I think it's getting you know you know creating those corners, getting free kick. I think that's we we've got a great record on set pieces at the moment. Pereira's got a I think his second most assist in the in the Premier League at the moment. I think he's got his ratio stats and I'm sure uh Keith you could find out quickly but you know Pereira's stats have been outstanding. You know we've got him a bargain by and he, He's growing in confidence game by game. He's, he's assisting, he's scoring, he's dangerous at set pieces. So I think that's going to be key. I think the midfield battle is going to be key on Sunday. I think it's going to be very, if whoever's going to win that, I think could potentially go on and win the game you know, comfortably. I just worry that Trippier, with his quality from set pieces, is a worry for me. But for Fulham to win this game or to suddenly get something out of the game, Wilson against Dan Byrne, pace against Dan Byrne, and no disrespect, he's a former player of ours has grown in maturity as, as a player has been coached appropriately by Eddie Howe. But I see there's a, there's an opportunity to stretch him, to be honest, with our pace. And and, and some set pieces is going to be the key. Then we've got to start, you know, Mitrovic's got to do what he does best. Bully your central defence. Mm. Pick up some key, you know, get some corners, free kicks in key areas. And we know we've got good quality in the likes of, you know, Pereira, Willian, Wilson. They're all going to be bombing down that, down the left and right side there, to be honest. But that midfield battle is going to be key. We've got Paulinho needs to step up from his performance. Yes, as does Harrison Reed, and let's keep it tight and protect that back four. But if you get if we we're not informing that central midfield and you open us up, then yeah, again with Trippier with his crossing and Wilson. I've seen a couple of comments saying that maybe he's been a little bit off colour since the World Cup. That that would be encouraging, but he has got a good record against us in in recent times, and you know he's a he's a good poacher. 
and I worry I worry about that. And our defence, as I mentioned, is not is our weakling. So um, so that's for me. It's it's big patient, good build up. I we do play ironically better away from home than we do at home. Funnily enough, we you know we play with that you know try to play on the break and on the counter. So this could be an open game. This could be a very open game. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Look, I know you've got to um, leave us soon, so I want to get the lads' thoughts about Newcastle. But I'll just before before that, um, I just want to get your prediction. What you think is going to be the score um, come the Sunday afternoon around four o'clock ish mark? Uh, what do you think, um, Newcastle against Fulham, Amelia? Um, got to be bullish. You know, I'm going to go for a one-all draw. I'll take the point. I'll take the point on Sunday. I think it's. Uh... You know, we're in good form. We've got a, confidence is sky high. You know, the belief is there. You know, as long as we don't, you know, I think we, we can get something out of the game. You know, anything more than that will be a bonus. But it's you know, that miserly defence of yours, 11 goals I think you've conceded all season. It, that, we've, got to, we've got to be patient and work hard and, and, and battle. This is going to be a battle. You know, you, you guys are going to, you know, at home, the pressure's more on you guys than it is on us. So we can play with confidence, not, not no fear. Are safe, you know, we're pretty much safe in the Premier League at the moment. So it's, it's one of those games where you know nothing to lose. We've had some good victories in St James's Park in, in probably in the early 2000s and after around 2010. But you know, we can, we can definitely get something out of this game. But well, I'll take a one all draw to be honest with you. Ah, one all draw, interesting, interesting. So, look, we've literally got you for one more minute. So, I'm just no, gonna I can say a few more minutes if you want me to. It's okay. Yeah, um, de definitely. Okay, so I'll tell you what, we'll come back to the screen in a second because there's a number of questions. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you want to um, fly them up. There's there's a few from Elia. So just before we leave, we'll, we'll flag these questions up for you, some great ones. Yeah, no, there is absolutely great ones. Um, Amelia, what I'll do is I'll just throw, I'll just throw these questions at you and obviously just answer them as quick as you can so I can get through as many as possible. Um, let's have a look. Um, okay, so a question for Emilio from Michael Pomar. You're still owned by Khan, right? How committed is he in the project at Fulham now? And is he someone who will build on the success you've had? Definitely. You know, I think he's, you know, he's had three relegations in his, his time at Fulham, but he's, you know, he's always put his money in his pocket. You know, he's, he's invested in the new stand, which will open fully next season. You know, he's, he's spending millions. You know, the first time he got promoted under his uh, reign, three, you know, you know, four or five years ago, he's we, we famously spent a hundred million, and you know he learned from that from two years ago when we sort of be a little bit more subtle with our transfer signing. And we, we had the wrong manager then. With that squad, we should have stayed up, but Scott Parker wasn't the right fit for the club. But now the balance is right. We've got made some some shrewd signings in the summer. He's mm -hmm. these guys are here for the long haul, to be honest, and they want success at this club. And I'm sure now they can finally say, look, they managed to keep get the club promoted and stay up. They'll be committed. I'm hoping there'll be some purchases this January. And then we push on in the summer, you know, start to exit some of those fringe players, build some more quality and depth. And next year we can not put, you know, push on again. I think we have to believe that this, this club can stay in the Premier League and can compete against some of the big clubs. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, Lisa Moll says, it, this isn't a question, Emilio. It's just you've got to beat Sunderland. Do it for your Toon friends. No. And Geordie Toon for Life goes one step further and says, Emilio, if you don't knock Sunderland out of the cup, you're banned. It's a, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a winnable game, but I hope we give it the cut the respect it needs because that that could be a tricky tie. Sunderland, the pressure will be on us, Premier League against the third tier team, and our record against Sunderland in recent times, you know, isn't particularly great. You know, the, yeah. the years I've been supporting Fulham. 
Um, Mr. C asks, thoughts on your mm. upcoming player, Luke Harris at Fulham? Here he was, is a Newcastle fan growing up. Yeah, it's um, he's had a few like few minutes at the end of the games when either the game has been settled or you know just give him a bit of game time. He wasn't in the squad yesterday, interestingly, but I don't think I don't think he was in the squad. But uh, he's young, he's hungry, he's got a lot of talent. We've got to utilize him appropriately. He's a future player for us, you know. But at the moment, we're still a little bit short in attacking options. I think Vinicius best game for Fulham yesterday, but when Mitrovic is not around, I just I don't think we've got enough depth there. Harris is too young. No experience, so we're lacking attacking options. So, you know, when Mitrovic hasn't played in in some of the games this season, we've looked, we've lacked clinical options there. And Minicius has been a little bit off colour, a little bit sluggish. But give me his dues; he did the job yesterday and, and and played his best game. But I'm not sure he's a long term option as a backup for Mitrovic, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I see that, mate. Um, Foxy Foxy asks, and obviously we've already touched on Kevin yeah. and Babu. So, Foxy, if you miss that do rewind to watch it back um, but he also asks about the situation with Manor Solomon uh, always rated him at Shakhtar but he's been unlucky with the injury yeah absolutely he came on for about 10 minutes yesterday for William uh, didn't really get much of the ball but you know looks quick he's, he's not the biggest of chaps to be honest with you but I'm, I'm excited we, we unfortunately picked up an injury right at the beginning of his career at Fulham and you know he's can't give him his injuries. he's recovered from injuries now he's worked his way through through fitness and training in the squad now, he's got game time. I don't think he's going to start on Sunday. I don't think. I think, I think you'll probably get some game time later on. But yeah, I think he's someone I'm, I'm quite excited about. I don't really know much about him, to be honest with you. I think it's a lot of high expectations when he arrived. It's, it's a shame that he picked up an injury immediately. But yeah, I think he's got a look good future for Fulham if he can stay fit. Life Life Goals asks uh, Emilio: Is it time to ditch uh, Kearney? Uh, clearly, a lower league talent. Do you agree with that comment? The latter statement is a little bit harsh, you know. It's sort of, you know, look, he's he's done his time. He's he's he comes on, makes a difference. This day, for example, he calmed things down when he came on. You know, when when Felix got sent off, it was the right moment for uh, for Tom to come on, come into the squad, and just just really just steady the ship. He's got that composure. You know, he's not good enough to start in week in week out, but there've been some games this season he's, he started and actually made a difference and had some good good games. But clearly, he's not a regular starter. He's a squad player. He'll come off the bench and sort of add a bit of experience, calmness, composure. But you know, I, will we? Will he be here next season? It remains to be seen. To be honest with you, he's still got an opportunity to play more regularly in another club. But great servant for the club, and you know, you know, I love him to bits. And I've got just a few more questions. And to be fair, we didn't we didn't ask you this uh, question actually uh, before when we were talking about lineups, Emilio. Um, so we were talking about Joe Linton and Saint Maximin. Would you prefer to see Joe Linton play after what's happened, or would you, um, or, or which one would you prefer not to play? Because um, to coin a phrase, says um, obviously there's a potential for Maxi to start, and obviously he's going to have a point to prove. So, from your point as an opposing mm. fan, who would you like to see play? Mm. Probably Maxi, to be honest. Again, I haven't seen you know he's been in and out of your squad, hasn't he, in recent times? So he's not been a regular. Jellington's always had in recent seasons given caused us problems. To be honest with you, it's a, mm. I think it's the right thing. Optically, they, uh, Eddie Howe doesn't play him tomorrow. They wouldn't even play him off the bench. I think he shouldn't be in the squad, you know, for what he's done. I think that will set the right tone at the club. It won't be tolerated and he'll learn from that and probably come back stronger for you. He's given, you know, like, it's okay, don't worry, don't, don't do, you know, do what David Moyes did with the other player at West Ham. Then I think it's setting the wrong tone for Newcastle United Football Club. So I'm pleased, he's, weirdly, he's not playing. He's, he's caused us problems in recent years, including the game at, at Craven Cottage in October. 
So, yeah. but Maxi, I don't know what I'm going to get from him. You know, he's a he promising career. <laughs> he can do the unexpected sometimes. So yeah, I don't know what to expect. But but Joe into this, you know, you know, steady, you know, quality, and as I yeah. said, he's posed us a lot of problems in recent times. Yeah. Um, couple more questions for you. Um, got one here from Craig Lee, Emilio, saying, "Do you expect any bits for Mitro now? Is that in January or even in the summer? Do you, do you think Mitro's there to stay, or do you think there is a potential for someone to come in? Certainly, if he carries on the form that he's uh, produced so far this season, no, he won't leave. He won't leave the club. You know, it's um, there've been some sort of sneaky bids I'm hearing, or you know, people sn sniffing around. But why would he want to leave? To be honest, if we, if this, if we can finish." in a decent position at the club in it and help us push on. He's still 27, 28. He's, he's still got a few more seasons in him. I don't see him leaving, to be honest, unless he fancies his, his chances playing in the Champions League and take it to the next level. But yeah, why would he want right. to leave Fulham? He's on top wages, loved by the club, the manager, the fans. He's thriving. He's at the you know, peak of his career. He, he should stay where he is for his own sake, to be honest. I don't think anybody... People will make bids or, you know, they'll be sniffing, but the club will tell the other teams where to go, basically. Yeah. And then the last question. Uh, sorry, Pete, were you going to say something? Sorry, mate. No, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, by the way, we've just had a goal. Uh, oh, no, we haven't. No, it's half-time. Sorry. <laughs> Aston Villa leads. 1-0 uh, Aston Villa lead at half-time. Apparently, leads have been flying, though, according to the chat. Everyone's saying leads should be ahead. Um, last question for Michael Pomar. So, are you worried that Marco Silva... Uh, could be poached by one of the many bigger name teams that are struggling, like West Ham or Everton. He's doing a fabulous job for yourselves at Fulham. Yeah, he was at Everton previously, and sort of, you know, didn't didn't really thrive there. There is a bit of a doubt there. I mean, I know that the, this negotiations are taking place about extending his contract, but he, I know, I know Marco Silva. He's going to want some assurances from the owners about squad depth, pushing on more quality. There, there is a bit of a risk there because if the, if our owners don't play ball. Michael Silva is the one who throws toys out of the pram and can walk out of the club. He, he won't be afraid to do that. He said, look, I've yeah. got you promoted, potentially finishing mid-table, if not further up the table. He's, he, won't, he won't have any fear. He, he'll, I, I think there's going to be a bit, that'll be interesting. I'd probably say there's a 25% possibility that someone else can come knocking on the door. You know, there, he was touted for the Portuguese job, I think, wasn't he, nationally? But then, you know, I think, I think he turned that down or just politely declined the offer. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion he'll stay. He all wants assurances around transfer funding, him choosing a play, and continue to have that in, involvement in purchases and transfer signings. If he doesn't get that, then there's a possibility he might walk. So, yeah, I'm sli I am a little bit nervous. I mean, to be fair, Emilio, we saw that at Hull, didn't we, whenever he yeah. approach when he was at Hull. And then uh, Hull went on this real downslide, and then Hull mm -hmm. sacked uh, yeah, Silver, exactly. and then Everton snapped exactly. him up. So, so He's not going to, he's a type of manager who's ambitious wants to be successful and you know he wants backing as well and sometimes that backing has to come financially and you know not many Fulham fans question some of the depth of the transfer signings in the summer we thought maybe they maybe could have gone further than we did and he wasn't afraid to speak his mind he spoke his mind a few times around maybe the lack of depth but some of the championship players have pushed on and done a great job and that's that's due to the coaching staff and himself but those players aren't maybe being a little bit harsher they've got us to sixth place but are they consistently able to operate at that level? And that's probably where I'm coming from. I think some of those sort of championship players who have done a great this season, are they good enough to continue to push the club on? And that's where the club needs to dip their hands in their pockets and start to invest for the long term. But if he doesn't get that assurance, then there's a risk he could go. 
Um, any others before we before we let Emilio go? Because um, uh, obviously you've answered a number of fantastic questions there. Let's yeah, lovely. See. Thank you very much for the questions. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So Rich Jobling says we have. We have you a good hammering at Craven Cottage. We gave you, yeah, we gave you a good hammering at Craven Cottage. What's changed since then? Obviously, the red card just changed the game, and that that red card came really early in the game as well. Yeah, very early. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, just I just look at that just one of those those games where you know literally just wasn't meant to be. We had the red card, we had the injuries. There was a couple. I remember there wasn't a couple controversial decisions. I'm being unbiased here, but I'm sure there was a couple decisions maybe go our (laughs) way, but. Overall, they're just one of those games where you're going to get one or two every season where it's just whatever happens, yeah. you can, yeah, it, it's not going to go, things are not going to go for you. And I thought that was just a game we wrote off. And you know, we've then gone back to the way we were playing before that, where we, we were competing, scoring goals, causing threats. You know, yes, we're, we still concede goals, but um, we're, it's the fact that we know we can score ourselves. I think that's what defense is done like playing against Mitrovic and others, and you know, there's, there's goals in this team. Mitrovic isn't the only one scoring goals. The Williams, the Pereiras, they're all they're all chipping in with goals here. So, so I think at the end of the day, we've just carried on where we left off prior to that game, and after that, we're just we're, we're competing in every game. I think that's a key thing. And you know, that Newcastle game, yeah, you deserve to win, and you maybe you missed a chance after about a minute, didn't you? Two minutes in, and Wilson should have scored the first goal. Yeah. But overall, you deserve that victory. But like I said you're the only team that's really battered us and deserved to win outright that game against us in nineteen. 19- fixtures this season. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, look, Amelia, you've been amazing today, tonight. Um, thank you for taking time to join us. I know obviously your time was, is, it was obviously very limited um, and you're a busy man, but um, thank you for taking the time to come join us. Thank um, you very much, guys. Time, Appreciate as, it. As always, for all things full and perspective. Um, uh, just remind us your prediction again, uh, just before you leave, so for, for those that might join since since that. 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go for 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. So it's going for Fulham to take a point. Point, yeah. Uh, well, it's live on Sky Sports. We're all going to be watching it. So uh, let's um, check that out. But uh, look, Emilio, pleasure as always. We'll let you go. Um, we'd love to have you back on later on in the season when... We're likely to have another uh, battleground Europe. So, right? It's, uh, yeah, let's uh, keep, keep up the good form on Sunday, accepted. But uh, otherwise, look, we've got a lot to celebrate, both sets of fans. So, it's, uh, I think you, you would have bitten everyone's hand off to be where you are. So, are we? So, to be honest, let's, let's carry on the good form and uh, hope we both finish in Europe next season. We can only dream, right? We can only dream. Definitely. Absolutely. We'll keep flying take the care. flag. But you take care. Speak to you soon. Have a great Thanks for having me on. Thank, Thank you, mate. Pleasure. Great to have Emilio on. Um, superb guest, as always. Uh, he knows his stuff with regards to Fulham, but also uh, with regards to you know other clubs as well. And his, his opinions on Newcastle have, have been excellent. So um, always a pleasure to, to have Emilio on. Um but look, you know, normally at this point we'd, we'd be kind of bringing the show to a close. But look, we we did have some breaking news tonight, so so why why not why not discuss that um, a little bit more? Um, <laughs> Chris, what are you doing, man? Why are you keep the breaking news on for? <laughs> 
That's um, gonna be a new thing now. Just keep flashing it. When Daz is on with us, he'll go mad if we do that. <laughs> um, the the music Craig Hope brought to us tonight, um, Ruben Neves uh, is a player of interest for um, for Newcastle United in that number six position. We are monitoring the situation at this moment in time, um, but it's um, it's one of those that he's got eighteen months left on his contract. We are keeping tabs on him. Um, he's the he's the number six. Clearly, that's a position we're looking at. Um, look, I, I'll go I'll go around the houses again. I want to get both of your opinions on this. Um, look, Chris, uh, we talked about it briefly because we wanted to get back to Keith's uh, Keith's stats on the game. But just Ruben Neves, just what what were your initial reactions um, to that news potentially coming out that he's a player of interest? Like I, I was, I was shocked at first. Like I think my face said it all. I was a bit like Jesus. Like you know, Ruben Neves is a great player, and I think he's got to be someone you've, you you're interested in, especially with only eighteen months left on the contract. And what what is even more pleasing is the fact you know Craig Hope, very respected, very you know in the know kind of journalist. So when he's talking about players, it does make you kind of sit up and go, okay, there could be something in this. Um. My, I suppose my only my only hesitancy around it is the fact that you know technically Ruben Neves is a fantastic footballer. We've seen that first hand, haven't we, Pete? You know he's he's a, he's a very very gifted footballer, and he's at the right age. Could be at a reasonable price, I suppose. It, for a deep line number six, I su- you know the fact that he's not or you know he doesn't get around the pitch all that good is maybe not much of an issue. I don't know. But he doesn't cut, you know, you know, the way we've got like Sean Longstaff, we've got Joe Willick, we've got Joe Linton, energy, pace, buzzing around the pit. Ruben Nevers doesn't do that, he, probably because he doesn't need to, really, because technically, yeah. as I say, he's brilliant. He reads the game fantastically well. I don't know. My, I'll be honest, my first initial reaction as soon as it was said, and maybe maybe it's because I've become all cynical now, I don't know. It just made me wonder whether we've gone to Leicester, they've come back with a silly price for Tielemans. And we've gone okay. Well, we'll go elsewhere, or we'll maybe put the maybe put the uh, the panics set the panic up into them kind of thing, and go all right. Well, we'll go elsewhere then. And then oh. these rumours come out about Neves, and then they could ring us back and go, oh okay. Well, wh- what about the Tielemans deal? I, d- I don't know. It, it, it's come left field. I wasn't expecting it. Um, but wow, a, a midfield of say Joe Linton, Bruno, and Neves. It's got to be up there with one of the best midfields in the league. That it's got to be. Definitely. Look, Keith, I'm going to get your opinions on this. Uh, Ruben Neves, you threw some quick-fire stats at us that we weren't ready for on the loaded because you yeah. just you were just on the ball. Um, Ruben Neves, would you take him? Uh, you know, what do you like about him as a player? I mean, just to add to Chris's point there about not really getting up and down the pitch, I mean, there is a bit more accuracy with um, Neves, though. I mean, 933 accurate long balls. You know, so I mean, Newcastle in the past have relied on Shelby with his long balls, and yeah. you've got Neves coming in there, and he's through balls as well, thirty-nine through balls. I just, I just think with this ownership, they've shown, they've demonstrated certain traits, and they will go after the player, and they'll go, and they will put him in a few what they class as shrewd deals, but they're not going to be anybody's mug, and they will move on. To be honest, this is a player who's been linked with Barcelona recently to replace Busquets, you know, uh, Ruben Neves. So he is in hot company. 
we might miss out on him. But Newcastle have proven, look, they'll devote so much time to land a player. And if they think nobody's playing ball, they will go and they'll move on. Um, and I think you have to look and, and say he, he has proven he, he, he's, he does have impressive stats. He's, he's done well in a team that isn't performing well at the moment in Wolves. If he goes into a good side who's been in the top four for a, a lot of this season, what's he going to do? You know, he's, he's, he's in an environment where he will be allowed to grow as a player. Um, I, I think it's only a good thing, really. And again, if Newcastle were to like, miss out on Tielemans, but get Neves, I, I applaud the owners here on that one because just the point that I was raising earlier about how they're not messing about, they're not, they're not wasting their energy and letting the, the players just slip through the ranks that they've been chasing. They're going to another option and, that, and, and another strong option. And if they land him, then great. Definitely. Um, Ruben Neres, number six, not your uh, combative, you know, uh, traditional type of defensive midfielder. But what you will find is, is that he's very, very good on the ball. And, you know, possession wise, we are very, very good. We like to keep the ball. We like to keep possession. You could argue that at times, Longstaff does give the ball away cheaply in possession at times. Um, not all the time, but on occasion, Ruben Neves will be able to. Um, um, keep that possession and keep things ticking very, very nicely. And Michael Parsons says, I'm just going to steal this for a second. Chris. Yeah, go for it, mate. Go and for Michael it. Parsons said, Ruben Neves' free kicks and passing is insane. And you are absolutely right. And look, we, me and Chris, we were there. We saw firsthand at Molyneux this season, you know, on the edge of the box, there is no one better. If that ball falls to uh, Ruben Neves, he's got the ability to absolutely punish you. And it just adds to everything, set pieces, free kicks, corners, you know, edge of the box, goal scoring, possession. It, it, what we're looking at is we're looking at a grade up. I'm not saying we're going to get Neves, but what we're looking at, and Keith, you alluded to this 110%, is that we're looking for the next level of player to come into Newcastle to raise the level and the standard of the team. Um, but what was really interesting, lads, and uh, Keith, look, you touched on this with regards to Neves potentially being a replacement for Busquets at Barcelona, because what the article also says is that Newcastle have potentially been offered Frank Kessie, um, who went on a free from AC Milan now, who also plays as a defensive midfielder. Um, not saying it's got any further than that, but um, what he does say in his article is that, that Barcelona, um, or he expects to leave at some point in this window. Now, look, Frank Kessie was absolutely outstanding at AC Milan. He was unbelievable. And um, he was one of the players that when we had the takeover initially announced, he was one of those players that I wanted at Newcastle because I, I, I watched him play. I know how good he is. Like, he can do everything. He's a he's an all-rounder. He's a solid defensive midfielder. He's good on the board. He can get forward and score goals. He kind of gives you the whole package. So it was really interesting that Craig Hope threw Frank Kessie in um, to that kind of discussion there is that, you know, has been offered to Newcastle. I don't know what his wages are like at Barcelona. I imagine the fact that he went on a free transfer, he would be on quite significant wages. Um, but clearly not 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 in favour uh, from what Craig Hope's saying and potentially looking to leave the club. Like, what do you guys make of that, Frank Kessie? Potentially being offered and, and being an option for Newcastle, maybe. 
there's a lot of short-termism and instability of Barcelona at the minute. I mean, if you look at some of the signings they brought in last year um, and some of the players that went out the door, like Aubameyang, um, Lewandowski coming in as well, is that a long-term signing despite how brilliant he is? There's a, you know, players seem to be coming in and out the door like a Barcelona with Robin Doe and they've got, they have to let players go because of the financial predicament. So, that Frank Kessie link doesn't surprise me either. Yeah. And, the, and both both Frank Kessie and um, Neves are both the right age, aren't they really? They're coming into their form, they're coming into their peak years, 25 and 26. Yeah, definitely. He's not wearing a Wolves top, whoever. <laughs> Who put that he on he always get, Keith always gets that. I was just laughing, it was Ashley Harrods. He's always saying, Yeah, they've just, uh, they've, he's, he always they've, gets the, this is a cult Newcastle United shirt from the mid 2000s when yeah. Cliver used to wear right. in the Europa yeah. League. One of my favourite Newcastle shirts, away shirts. It's not a it's not a Wolves shirt. <laughs> Wolves and Adidas have copied the shirt on their recent shirts. Oh, brilliant, Ashley! That he is gets it every time. And all this Neves, it's like Keith. <laughs> you should turn round and prove you haven't got Neves on the back. I think it's Stephen Carr or somebody on the back, actually. No, it is. There he is. There he is. Stevie Carr. Stevie Carr. Second best right back to play for Newcastle United. In someone's opinion, not mine. He got he got a legendary he got a legendary goal against Southampton away. I think it was Sooners' first game, two one away. Was that the Thunderbolts? Yeah, Thunderbolts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was at the time in the league. It was the first win at Southampton since 1972 or something at the time. Michael's not a fan of Stephen Carr. Oh. Actually, what made you get a Stephen Carr? I'm really interested in that because I don't know anyone that's ever had a Stephen Carr on the back of their it shirt. Present, it was oh, a present. It oh, was okay. a present a long time ago, you know. Don't, don't worry, Keith. I, I used to have Carl Coles on my shirt, so don't worry about it. Oh, by the way, um, Napoli are winning 4-1 against Juventus. Um, Victor Osman. Oh, how, how the mighty, how the mighty have fallen, and mm. this could be insane. Imagine this. I mean, I think there's some lineage as well from the times that um, Argentina have won, like Argentina last won the World Cup. The following year, Napoli won the league. Are we going to see some synergy in the same sort of season this year, where Argentina have just won the World Cup? Are Napoli going to win the league in Italy for the? I think. Well, they won it in 1990-91 with uh, Maradona as well, but are they going to win it in that Argentina World Cup year? Oh, interesting. Good question. Good question. Keep a close eye on that. That is for sure. Uh, that, that, sorry, the Tory Chris. I was no Stephen, bother, mate. Even Dad said, even I hate Stephen. Carr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And he's an Irish national as well. Uh, and even he hates him. Yeah. Sorry about that. I just thought that was hilarious. Brilliant stuff. Um, I was just going to say, Pete, just to touch on Frank Cassie. For me, like Frank Cassie, you're right. AC Milan, fantastic reputation. That's why he's ended up at Barcelona. You know, you don't you don't accidentally end up at Barcelona. So, you know, fantastic player did really well at uh, AC Milan. Keith made a great point. You know, saying that Barcelona, obviously financial restrictions, very high wage bill. Would Frank Cassie be the perfect loan signing? You know, we keep talking about loans. Bring him in for bring him until the end of the season. See how he does. If we want to keep him, great. If it doesn't work out, thanks very much, Frank. See ya. 
It's a cracking option, Chris. It Look, seems don't... to be really strange as well, uh, guys, that from a club under the Ashley regime that used to maximise the loans option, there doesn't seem to be a lot of loans these days under this new ownership model, really. So that 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 would be a great option, wouldn't it? If you know, if they were to get somebody on loan, Frank Cassie on loan. Yeah, yeah. Just to just to go back to um, Ruben Neves dead quick, because I know that's what we were originally talking about. Yeah. Michael Pomar says there. I'd put in a 40 million bid for Neves right now, but it'll probably take another 10 or 20 million to get him out of there. I think they were after 80 in the summer. With him having 18 months left on his deal, a very, very similar situation to Madison. Exactly yeah. the same with the, you know, contract length. Yeah. In a normal, if he had five years left on his deal, is is Neves a 70, 80 million pound player? Is that fair to say, would you say, given his age? Uh, given, given his age, I think. Look, let's face it. They 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 brought Ruben Neres in the championship at twenty million, they, which I think was like some sort of record fee at that at that particular time when Wolf signed him because it was when they had their takeover, had all that money, had the Portuguese links. They spent a lot of money on him, so look, he's he's not going to go for that sort of money. He's always going to go for bigger bigger money because he's improved as a player since he's been there. I think you're right. I think forty million gets him out the door. I'll be honest with you. I think I think Wolves would be would be mad to sell. Uh, no, sorry, to not sell Ruben Neves for forty million, considering that in the article it says that he's not considering signing a new deal. Wolves are in a relegation battle at the moment and could quite easily get relegated with him playing at the moment. And to be fair, he's playing well, but he, just like Tillemans with Leicester. Even if you're playing well, it still doesn't mean that you're going to win matches. You can't win matches on your own. And Ruben Neves, we saw firsthand, we talked about it before at Malinu, he had a really good game. He scored a great goal. What I have seen, though, on, on social media, and I don't know what your thoughts are on the, about this, is that since this news has come out, there's been a lot of Newcastle fans that have thrown a, thrown um, some shade and some hate towards Ruben Neves for some of the comments that he made after the Newcastle game about us being a long ball team. I'll be honest, me personally, I don't care. Yeah, don't give a fuck. I don't care that he, that he said that. For me, that was born out of frustration for two reasons. One, because his team's shit. And two, he looked at Newcastle, well, fucking class, and he wants to be a part of it. That's my opinion. Um, and the last out to a last minute winner, uh, a last, uh, the last minute, last minute equaliser. Equaliser, yeah. Yeah. No, but do you know what, Peter? You're absolutely right. Like, people, it, it, us football fans, and I'm sure we'll all admit this deep down, everyone's very fickle. If we sign Ruben Neves tomorrow, everyone loves Ruben Neves. It's a fact. Yeah, I love him. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He plays for Newcastle, and that's how it is. As soon as he leaves, everyone will probably slag him off. It's just, it's just the way it is, isn't it? And you know, just because he's made those comments, if anything, you may think I'm wrong here, but does it, do we not like that? Do we not like the fact that he's, he's, you know, got that little bit of shithousery about him? And that he's fuming and he wants, you know what I mean? You wouldn't you wouldn't want to see as a Wolves fan of Ruben Neves doing a post-match interview, being all smiles and going, oh, yeah, it's one of them, never mind. He needs to be coming out and going, you know, we had them and we were better than them and blah, blah, blah. You want to see a bit of fight, don't you? I, I was anyway as a Wolves fan. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm with you. 
Um, I'm just going to steal this, uh, the comments for a second. Go again, for me. Yeah, go for it. Um, interesting. Joined the team for life, said Lamina uh, from uh, from Nice, just confirmed as a Wolves player, just been announced. now. Oh, well, well, there you go then. Doesn't mean anything at, at this point, but another centre midfielder coming to the club um, can play in the position that Ruben Neves currently occupies in the team. Probably more defensively solid than Ruben Neves. Not as good as not as good on the ball though. Um, but is is this Lopetegui maneuvering the team and changing the style? You okay, Sarah? <laughs> she's back. She's back. Yeah, she's back on again. For away days. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, is it is it Lopetegui moving those moving the moving the team around, changing it around? I don't know what you think about that. That was interesting. I didn't realize it was even that close to being the fact that it's been confirmed. I heard, I heard last night, Pete, um, when I was on my way to Fussy, I was listening to TalkSport, and I heard last night that Lamina had been linked with uh, Wolves, but I didn't, I didn't realise it'd be that quick. So the fact that this news is breaking, is it people putting two and two together? The fact that it's Craig Hope breaking the news, I think would be a positive. Um, have, have Newcastle been speaking? Is this the delay? Have Newcastle been speaking with Wolves? And Wolves have gone, listen, give us time. We need to find the replacements. There's your replacement. How, mu how much was? Does anybody know in the chat how much Lemina was? Yeah, I mean, Jordy Team for Life put it in the put it in the chat. So may maybe if you can find out, Jordy Team for Life, you might already know how much it was uh, in terms. It was of believed it's eleven hours ago. It was believed to be about nine point seven million for, um, and, they, and they get forty million back from Everest. Uh, yeah, no, interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah. Um, that, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm stealing it again, Chris. I apologise. I just wanted to get in. That uh, Lisa said hello to Summer. Jordy Team for Life saying Summer's in the house. Um, we don't know um, where the button is, do we? I don't know where the button is. Yeah. You normally get your music, don't you? Make, but Dad isn't here, so you can't have your music. I don't know. He's not on tonight. She's saying, where is he? He's not going to appear. He's not here. <laughs> she's wait. I think she thinks he's going to pop up and start playing the music. So, Dad, you're very much missed tonight, mate. Very much missed. She go on. She listens to that for hours as well. You know, we kept that on. She'd just be there bouncing. Ah, I love it. Love it. Now, come um, the end of February, if Newcastle get to Wembley, is that going to be on rinse? Is it on Pete all uh, Chris all day as a yeah. celebration? Yeah, because yeah, that's right. We could do that, couldn't we? Play that if we, if Newcastle win the Carabao Cup, we could play that song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, absolutely love it. Um, Daz says, I'm here. He's here. He's in the chat. Yes, Daz. Yes, Daz. Just not on the show. I <laughs> love it. Um, but no, it's it's um, interesting. Uh, Jamie, um, Jamie Bur uh, Burton, uh, Bruton, um, welcome to the show. Um, 8.9 million only. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute snip. Um, um, getting him in, uh, Jordy Two for Life has already said that, uh, also said the same. Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. Uh, Jamie's also said regarding FFP, what what can we spend this summer? We asked the question to Keith Dadley on on Wednesday, and to be fair, he didn't know the answer. So I don't think we're going to know the answer. Where, don't... Where's Kieran Maguire when you need him? Ah, there you go. There you go. I right. mean, look, I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll get him back on when the window's closed. Um, I'm sure Richie will be in touch and um, and get him back on just to just to mop up where we're at. Uh, as a club with regards to FFP and and to kind of just you know just quieting quieting some some talk because you know the media at the moment are just loving this FFP even some of our our local media are loving this FFP is calming things down as to why we can't spend and buy who we want so Jim mm. Maguire I'm sure at the end of the window we'll come and shore things up nicely and let all Newcastle fans know where we're at. So um, keep a look out for that. And keep a look out for some interesting shows um, with some interesting guests with regards to transfers. We will be discussing that a lot more in detail. There is no doubt about it. Um, oh, wow. 5-1. Jesus. First, first, seconds. 5-1. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But as as it said, as you said, um, Keith, it just shows how far they've fallen. Um, and we've got, I think we've got Garan Kowal coming on. Oh, we've gone. Funda for Mole is just mentioned on the chat. Um, we'll keep an eye on that um, anyway. But look, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we've done an hour and a half. Um, talked all things Newcastle United preview. Got a little bit of breaking news in there, a little bit of transfer talk. I'm sure we're going to develop that and talk about that a lot more with with the rest of the boys um, with um, some transfer talk. And look, we've got some shows lined up for you guys next week. There is no doubt about it. So keep um, keep in touch because we've got some uh, more fantastic guests that are going to talk all things Newcastle. Yeah, there's summertime, yeah, and we think we're going to be celebrating and singing summertime again. Summer, there's no doubt about it. And if we get a signing and we we announce it and we're talking about it on loading, get it on. That song's yeah. going to be on, no doubt about it. But look, Keith, absolute pleasure to have you on. Double O Stato, legend, and um, some great stats not only on Newcastle Fulham but also Ruben Neves as well. Um, and Chris, that obviously. Uh, the main man, um, always a pleasure, never ever a chore. Always, um, mate. Chat to you, but um, everyone in the chat, amazing, amazing as always. And look, we have to say massive thanks to our fantastic sponsors on the way out. We've got Shyburns, www.shyburns.com, um, for all your Shyburns gear. You know, if you've got one of those hoodies, Daz has got one, yeah. um, other things as well. Uh, in there, you've got hats. Um, variations of hats, winter hats, um, hats like mine that I'm wearing right now, um, different gear. And of course, you've got your away day gear. And look, there's no one better to pre present your away day gear than the main man, Jordan Cronin. He's got his own away day, just like myself, repping the away days crew. So get involved and um, get involved in the away days um, gear. There. And of course, uh, Russ from the radiatorshed.com. Come and show your support. Keeps in the doghouse, uh, in prison. Um, and of course, the radiator shed. They provide top quality materials made from plates, steel providing longevity, all designed and manufactured in Italy. 
Aluminium rads are very environmentally friendly and perfect for heat source pumps. They are for a home survey service and we install it if required. So check it out if you haven't already. Get involved with Russ and the crew. They are fantastic and um, you can see the quality in some of the pictures that we've got there. Become a member. If you're not already a member, become a member. You can only do it on your laptop. Click that blue button, $1.99 a month. Um, it allows you guys to be part of the, the the loaded draws that will be coming on monthly and be a part and have a chance of winning. Lots and lots planned with regards to draws. The man right next to me knows that because um, he is the main man on the button with regards to the draws uh, and membership. So keep in touch. Become a member. We've had lots of new members recently. Come and join us. And of course, I have to remind you guys, we are at 5K. We are loaded 5K. Thank you to everybody. We're on the way to 6K. Uh, so come and join us. Loads of new faces in the chat tonight. Click that subscribe button. Come and join the channel and um, see what we've got available. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Amazing as always. Thank you to the mods that have been on tonight. Amazing. Um, thank you to the likes of, you know, I'm just going to read some of them at the end of the tweet. You've got Adam McCarthy. Welcome back. Not seen you for a while. Great to have you on. Join the team for life. Jamie, Chris Banks, um, Lisa, obviously, our, our mod, Daz, for showing the support as always. Um, Funder for Mole. Um, I could keep going all day long. Michael, Ash, um, Would I, Michael Palmer. Um, I could keep going, but I'm not going to. Have a great Friday evening. Fingers crossed for three points. Um, I, I believe we're going to get them. Um, I do. Thinking just before we go? 2-0. Two 2-0 nil. Two nil from Chris. Newcastle United win. Keith? Could be a 1-1, one, one, but it could also be a 1-0 or a 2-0 to Newcastle. Yes! Yes! Don't just keep. Just I want to say, though, I'm being very careful because remember the last time I came off the fence, a nil-nil draw against Leeds. So I'm True. sticking very careful, but fingers crossed, the good way of momentum from Tuesday, from, it's going to stay, and hopefully we're going to get those three points on Sunday. The dual win against Fulham at St. James's, hopefully it comes on Wednesday, uh, Sunday. I'll be honest, I'm going to go big. Newcastle 4-0. I'm going to go oh, now. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go big. I'm confident. <clears throat> I'm confident. Our team is absolutely class. Semi-finals, we're just a class team uh, with players coming back and looking to sign quality players. Why not be confident? Um, so, yeah, that is yeah. for me. 4 yeah. Newcastle United. I think it's a, one of them for all of us, a Newcastle United win, a Chris special. Thank you, Summer, as well. Pleasure. You guys take care. Um, and of course, we do love playing away. How do you like that?